This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to That's Bangin', the food and drink podcast of Ireland. Where we talk to some of the brightest culinary minds in the country, as well as some people who are just passionate about their food and drink. You'll hear all about what it takes to get a Michelin star above the door, as well as tales of the adventure around some of the best places on our wonderful island. All of this while we fill you in on the latest foodie happenings around the country and tell you what great bits Chris and I have been eating recently. In association with local, fresh and tasty beer, Hop House 13, made with more hops for more taste and more character. And please remember to always drink responsibly. That's with Chris and Marcus. Talking food and drink in Ireland. That's banging with Chris and Marcus. Hello, I'm Chris Mellon, and for the first time ever on That's Banging, I'm alone. Well, not fully alone, as I will of course be joined by a wonderful guest. But this week we will be without Marcus, as he is living the best life out in France, which I'm sure you'll hear all about next week on the show. So here we go, a full hour of me talking absolute... Nah. <laughs> I joke, of course, as this week we have a brilliant guest and we'll be talking all about Taste Dublin. I'm delighted to have with me this week a chef who will be on stage for a demo and will have his food truck on site for the weekend too. He became loved in Dublin while head, of chef, head chef at Mr. S, and he is the man behind Food for Thought, the incredible pop-up event series that raises money for suicide prevention in Ireland. He is now creating some street food bombs with Treehouse Treats and soon-to-be-revealed Naughty Neighbour. Dan Hannigan, here we are finally. Welcome to That's Banging. Hello, thanks for having me. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. How are you? Are you excited for Taste of Dublin? I'm very excited for Taste of Dublin. It's the first time I've done like a proper... You're really involved. Really involved, Can you believe yeah. it's in its 15th year? Is it the 15th year? That's insane. I did it 10 years ago with Derry Clark. Really? What were you yeah. doing with Derry then? Uh, drinking and <laughs> uh, cooking cabbage. No, we were doing demos. And, yeah. uh, or he was doing demos and I was the comedy for him. It okay. Was great crack. Like, Class. You know, so that was when you were in Lacker Van. It was when I was in Lacker Van and uh, would like taste of them. I've been there pro- most years like, and it's such a good buzz. It is such a good buzz. It was so sorely missed this year. I'm really yeah. interested to see. Now, I've had a chat with them this week and, and like you know they've kind of informed me there's going to be a lot of crack. There's still kind of stuff that would have been on a lot of years. You know, I kind of presume it to be a little bit different this year, but actually, from what they've told me, it's going to like, you know, have still have the same events, still have the same music, lots of fun going on, yeah. as well as like, you know, all the great food that's on offer as well. So, really interested to get in. You know, this goes out on a Sunday, so uh, this will be like, we're only a couple of days away now. Yeah, we're only a couple know, of days yeah. away now. <laughs> but you're talking about demos, you're doing a demo yourself? I'm doing a demo myself. Um, and I've actually just just realized that I didn't send back the email to confirm <laughs> what I'm doing, so I guess I'll <laughs> let them know right now. Um, yeah, I'm doing a demo on the Sunday. I think it's the five o'clock slot on the Sunday. Lovely, lovely. Um, and I'm going to be doing this lovely little cauliflower cheese starter. Uh, that's not very. It's not like cauliflower cheese as you know it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be real tasty, delicious, and simple as well. But uh, just some nice little techniques and lovely, stuff. Lovely. I love the vibe in taste on a Sunday. There's always a really nice vibe on the Sunday. I see. I, I always kind of tend to go usually on the media day or like maybe the Friday and then get back on the Sunday because there's a nice vibe. It's kind of a little bit more relaxed. You know, Saturday can be insane in there. Yeah. But like it's uh, the Sunday's a nice vibe, a little bit more relaxed. You might have a lot of industry people in there as well on the Sunday. I think But so. there's a really good vibe around the place. But yeah, uh, yeah so before we kind of get really, really into taste and really into Dan Hannigan, we always kind of start off the show talking about, you know, what we've eaten this week. And uh, I want to kind of, I want to try to get down, get down onto something here now. because I had a really special meal last week. And uh, I'm going to take this party on the road, away from Dublin for a minute, and tell you a little bit about Ox in Belfast. Okay. So you've ate there before as well, that, Dan. Yeah, so I like, you know, we're gonna, so I'm going to bring you in here, and we'll have a chat about this in a minute. But Ox is somewhere I've wanted to visit for many years, and has been mentioned on That's Banging on multiple occasions by our guests. So the chef is Stephen Toman. 
It has held a star since 2016, and I think it could be up there with now one of my favorite restaurants in the country. I, I, I had an amazing meal, I had an amazing evening. I, I, I was blown away by the service, I was blown away by the food. It was just, and the setting as well, it's just such a nice vibe. Like the dining room is quite simple, really sparsely decorated with high ceilings and then the massive window at the front, as you know. Um, but like it's just such a relaxed room. The service is impeccable. I was giddy from the minute I sat down. Like really was, really was. But what, what you were you were there a couple of years ago yourself? Yeah, a few years ago. Um, and same thing. I was kind of surprised by the the room. How kind of bare? It kind of reminds me of Eto a little bit. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was stuff. actually a restaurant in um, Amsterdam I was in, like called Guts, and okay. it, was, it was kind of quite, quite, you know, kind of like just you know plain and just yeah. plain but brilliant. Like yeah, you know, bri- and there's no. It's just uh, just the ev- everything that they do is just it's very very good. The ingredients, the sourcing, the cooking, obviously. Yeah. I think their pastry is incredible. Oh, absolutely fantastic! Um, yeah, and it's just a good buzz. You know, there's no it's, for a Michelin star restaurant. It, there's none of the sort of pretentiousness. It's very, it's very vibey. It's yeah, very vibey. It's, it's cool laid crack. back. It's cool. It's really <laughs> nice. Like yeah, I, but like obviously the food speaks for itself. Yeah. And like the taste menu, I thought was out of this world. And I really want to like highlight some dishes on it. Like the, the the one thing that like was really surprising to me, like you know, it's not it's not something you read and go, oh yeah, that's going to be the star of the show. But they had a salt baked beetroot with ballylisk, mustard, and almond, and this really took me by surprise. It was it was just phenomenal. Like the the, the combination of flavors on the plate, it was a proper lover flair. Like the golden salty beetroot, the creaminess in the ballylisk, spice in the mustard, it was just incredible. I could go through the whole menu, but that was like something that I like. I actually chatted to Stephen afterwards, and it was he was saying, you know, that was the feedback he was getting a lot. So he was like, you know, it's mad how certain dishes that might not be you think it's going to be the start of the show just blow yeah. people away it's just simplicity as yeah well, but because know? it doesn't look like I'll tell you straight it doesn't look like much you know yeah, it's a, yeah. it's golden beetroot on a plate and you're like what you know but like you just whatever it were the combination of flavours and what they do there really well is like bring in local producers and everything's from yeah. Ireland so it's really good but that's you know what the top restaurants are and should be doing of course but uh, yeah, and like one other thing as well. So fine dining can sometimes be a bit difficult for me, as my partner Ashley, she's she's basically afraid of fish. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, like you know, yeah, and yeah. Th- I'm working on this, but it is not an overnight fix. You know, like you know, uh, and I've been working hard, and we're definitely making progress. And chefs don't like you changing. No, <laughs> like you know, I like so, like, and you know me, I like fine yeah. dining. So like it's you know, I I basically just never allow her to change anything. You know, I just don't let her ask, and I just eat two courses when it comes to that. You know, and I'm sure you're not and too I'm, upset I'm, about I'm, it. Oh, come here, like you know, you're having these amazing <laughs> seafood dish courses, like. You know they're never too big, and you can probably fit two of them away. And anyway, but yeah, but uh, there there was a course in Ox that was this beautiful piece of lobster sitting on a beer blanc sauce that was full, it was full of diced courgette and the, for the girl that never eat lobster before she was licking the plate at the oh, end so yeah. like yeah so like that's that, that, that can tell you something for that, there, yeah. it really does yeah. really does but it was just it just looked great it tasted great and oh, it was so brilliant but uh, yeah Ox Belfast go check it out book in advance they have a place next door called Ox Cave where you can order small plates and cocktails as well so yeah Ox oh, Belfast is that what they're doing there I'd see, I hadn't I didn't know what they were doing in yeah the yeah so yeah, yeah I was I just had a went in for a look towards the end and uh, basically it's actually really interesting because when I looked at their menu outside you could actually get some of the dishes that were on the tasting menu for like you know £10 like you <laughs> mean £10 the dish that were on the tasting menu and then you can get like a cocktail or I think the wine's by the glass or something like that but it's not like I said if the main room's killed the other room's even probably cooler you know what and I mean and isn't the view from outside of it nice as well yeah well, well you're just you're literally look, you're looking onto the you're looking yeah. onto the the river the river that is in Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I barely, I barely remember the name of the river. What is the, what is the name of the river in Belfast? Oh, wow. Well, is know. it the river? I don't want to say something because it'd be stupid. You know what I mean? No. no. There's no one else here. There's no one else here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around. Okay, okay. Here. I'm sorry, Belfast. <laughs>
you gave him a shout out. I gave good him a shout out. I'll actually, yeah, I actually had a great weekend in Belfast. A really good vibe up there at the moment. Yeah. Like you know, obviously there's great uh, outdoor dining going on in Dublin at the moment. But the minute I drove into Belfast, it was probably like five o'clock on a Saturday evening, yeah. and it was really cool. People were just out. People were having fun. You know, like they still close at one a.m. everywhere. But uh, you know, it's just a really good vibe. Yeah. There's loads of rooftop bars and stuff like that. Is you it? know, it's, it's so it's there's loads of really well done bars in Belfast. Yeah. But yeah, really nice vibe. And well, Barnard, it was it was also a bit crazy because uh, they also had like Patrick Toppin on paying to five thousand people across the road from us. Oh, like, wow, yeah. So at about like at about half 11, 12 o'clock, all these kids are coming out of the gig, and like you know, I was standing outside having a cigarette at box, and there's just like hundred kids running past me going, "Do you know where the train station is?" <laughs> and they were all like, home. you know, they were all in, were well on it at yeah, that. Let's yeah. say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was a good vibe. And anyway. But uh, yeah, right, so from one capital to another. Danny, I suppose it's time for a That's Bang and Reveal. Naughty Neighbour is your new food venture. Let's hear all about it. What can we expect this weekend at Taste? I heard a rumour that you might be getting some savoury donuts back floating around we the place. I do, yeah. Um, so the Naughty Neighbour is inspired by our own Naughty Neighbours in um, Goldstown, where we had Treehouse Treats. So we're closed at the moment. We're, looking, we're getting a new spot, hopefully, soon. Um... But yeah, basically we set up we set up shop uh, in Goatstown. We are we're on private land. We were um, one of my business partner owns land, and uh, to the best of our knowledge, we were all good. And uh, some of the some of the residents weren't didn't take too kindly to us. Yeah, to um, say to say that lightly. <laughs> yeah, I truthfully did not know that level of boldness. Yeah. existed uh, yeah. especially from well-to-do people you know um but we you know try and turn things into a positive and stuff so we came up with the naughty neighbor uh they uh, one of the first day we opened they had spray painted unlicensed and illegal all over our fence that we put up so we just had to use it so that's uh that's kind of a little bit of branding for the naughty neighbor and then at the same time we wanted to kind of move back towards savory foods we were, Trias Streets was all desserts and coffee and it was great it was it was really busy and we actually had a real good time apart from all the little bit of <laughs> messing going on yeah, but like yeah. we had a real good time um, really good experience and but like that we wanted to kind of get back into savoury food mm. so we're cracking on with mm. the naughty neighbour yeah and when you say they, they sprayed that on, on the premises like you yeah. know they, they, they didn't just spray it like you know like rough graffiti this was a stencil that was yeah, made and sprayed that's how much we meant to them <laughs> But I just thought that was like quite crazy. Like what you just said, it's an affluent neighborhood. Yeah. People are giving out to you like, you know, these are probably like middle-aged women. Like, you know? well, like <laughs> they were, you know, the, well, we had met them the first day or the week before we had met the residence council because they have a residence council. Yeah. This is yeah. the sort of place, you know. Or does everyone have a residence council? I, I, know. I, I know there's residence groups in different yeah. places and stuff like that. Yeah. But they haven't. Anyway, we met them and they weren't overly enamored by the the potential commercial business outside yeah. the state even though it was lovely it was really <laughs> so well done nice. but I have to say I did. Co- I came out and visited yeah. and uh, it was really well done you just had the lovely fence around yeah. this lovely bunch of trees yeah. the the airstream was put into the middle of the trees it was re- it was really well done like you and know we'd, but we uh, like put a lot of money into build or doing up the air because it was there were there had been two people living on that land in a made up house for yeah. like five years and so it was a bit of a mess so we made we cleaned it up but like glue in our locks, glue in the generator. Yeah, proper like, vandalism, like like oil poured on my windscreen of my car. Like oh it was God. mad things, but you know, ah, it is what it is. It was we at towards the end. Now we kind of got over it a little bit. It was very, it was very hard for a little while. Yeah, uh, very hard to, you know, our first little, all three of them, me and the two boys, Luke and Dave, 
uh, all of our first business getting attacked every day and stuff, you know. It's like, what? Yeah, you don't, you don't need that when you break you know, into the world for the no, first time on your own, no, you know. No, especially when you're, you know, you used to like working in really good restaurants where people come and love what you're doing. People are nice. They, yeah, <laughs> and they're like, wow, this is lovely. And, um, but yeah, so they really went for us and they got us in fairness. But, uh, <laughs> but now, you know, now to be honest, we're all in a better place. Yeah, um, and you live to fight another day. Live to fight another day. Again, hopefully we'll have another little spot. So hopefully so soon. is the plan to bring Treehouse back or are you going to develop now more into the savory side of things um, no I think Treehouse is probably on its last legs now uh, I did, you know I'm positive about it now but at, uh, for it, it got to us for, for a while now um, up until probably the last month of it it was really getting at us and then we kind of got over ourselves a little bit we were like you know what Let's adapt. Life goes on, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my life doesn't re- revolve around Goatstown, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so I think Trios. We ha- I actually have a meeting there later on, but uh, I think Trios is probably going to go, and then we're going to go fully into Naughty Neighbor. Okay. And then the Naughty Neighbor will probably have a few different legs. Yeah. So there might be a little Sunday bar coming. Ooh, baby. Keep the desserts. Dave, uh, Dave Keen. He's. Uh, I've been working with him on and off, and living with him for like six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's a sugar freak, so um, we'll probably keep the dessert side for him. And well, then there were some stunning desserts in Treehouse. Now yeah, there were some good ones. Like we, some tr- good we stuff. went for. It. And then and then obviously at Taste of Dublin we've got sa- it's all savory, so we've got yeah. our beef and Guinness donuts, yeah, Parmesan gonna... mayonnaise. Oh. Uh, I was going to do the duck ones, but. The let the numbers um the number of people coming to taste yeah I think a lot of work for a lot of donuts is it like I presume it's a fair whack of work it's especially a fair whack of work when it's the duck because you've got to pick the duck legs yeah so, yeah yeah oh, of mean, course of course my butcher JJ <laughs> Young um he's an incredible guy he was like when we first opened Trio Streets he was like going around town telling everyone how much duck we were ordering because <laughs> we were so busy but um, so we got Beef and Guinness I actually personally prefer the Beef and Guinness I think they're nicer yeah. um, for people that don't know but there was uh, the duck donuts were uh, with a r- rhubarb hoisin wasn't it rhubarb hoisin yeah oh, it was so just uh, it was kind of filthy delicious they are so like, good I've the had savoury donuts in my head for about 6-7 <laughs> years like this is the way my dishes work in my head so. yeah Um but you're bringing them to the world now. Bringing them to the world. Bringing them to taste. And uh, taste. Uh, hopefully they'll like them. And then we've got a... JJ put in... The butcher, he put in a salt aging chamber there last year. So he's aging lots of beef for us now at the moment. Fuck. So we're going to do some nice beef, smoked potatoes, and a little burnt leek chimichurri. Oh, so it should be dirty. Woo-hoo! Naughty, Woo-hoo! you know? Yeah, naughty. naughty. No, I love know? it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait personally. Uh, right, we'll get back to taste momentarily, right? Yeah. But Dan, I want to talk about you. So I think when I first met you, it was back when you were a chef at Richmond. Yes. Uh, and then you went on to, like, you know, finals of the Eurotox, uh, Young Chef. Um, and then you were headhunted to open Mr. S. Uh, it was. W- which absolutely blew up. Like, <laughs> it you know? did, it, yeah, Like, yeah. Uh, w- what an opening it was, uh, like, at the time. Like, well, still now. Yeah. But uh, well, at the time, like, you know, it kind of really just, you know, found the place with the, ty- with the style yeah. of cooking. Um, like, you know, how much was that style of cooking actually did a big interest of you, like, when you w- first went there? Not... Not a whole lot. I'd never cooked over fire before Mr. S. Yeah. Uh, like I cooked, like I learned to cook meat and fish. Um, and it started kind of getting into smoking and like, you know, burning stuff for a living. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, it was basically, I was in Richmond and we had won a bib while I was in Richmond. It was like, a ri- and I'd really grown kind of, in my opinion, really grown as a chef when I was in Richmond and under Dave, who's that chef, um, Dave O.B., and yeah, then 
I got Richmond fab by the way like uh, a big I was actually working there on Friday were oh, you really yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing, oh you're flowing around doing yeah, a few yeah, shifts yeah, now yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing what's going on around town you know <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Never, you never know what yeah. opens towards the end and of the Richmond year, always famous for the, that great value meal on the yeah. was it Tuesday or Wednesday the Tuesday tasting Tuesday yeah. tasting yeah like 30, 36 euro maybe or uh, I think it might have gone up a little bit last time I was it was still only like 42 yeah last time I went to something like that but you like you know you know was there many courses is it like five maybe is it uh, yeah, five. Five yeah, courses, yeah. and like, you know, fantastic. And if and Dave has a bit of energy in him, you could get six or seven, <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> and the beauty of it is, it's, you know, it's super creative stuff because, mm. you know, it's like, okay, what can we do this week? We're just doing like, you know, one week worth of it. Yeah. And like, you know, let's make something. Well, that's it. I, and I have to say, I was actually only talking to the guys there the other day because there's a couple of young chefs in there uh, now at the moment. And I genuinely think that there's probably not a better place for an education for a young chef. Really? Yeah. Than Richmond. Just purely because it's a small team. The Tuesday tasting is great and it's a lot of fun. But a lot like, of work. You talk, you have to, like Dave talks about food all week. <laughs> like you're cooking food and then talking about food. And it, like, But I mean, I've never experienced a, a, that amount of talking about food and dishes because you just go over and over and over the Tuesday tasting. There's a lot of work put into it. And like that, then you change it um, every week. It's completely different every week. And then the... The, the Wednesday to the Sunday menu then is kind of a follow-on from the Tuesday tasting. There's, it's there's, it's pretty consistent. It won't change completely, but you always have to use up what you have. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of changes. There's lots of, you know, and you get brought into the money side of it and learning that sort of stuff. So, uh, no, it was a fabulous place. Like, it's really... And Russell, the owner, you know, he's one of the... Like, the first day I, I had my interview in Richmond, Dave, I sat down and had a coffee with Dave, and this fella's... There's this guy... And I hope he doesn't get that upset with me, but he's not the youngest, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's this man just running up the stairs with boxes of wine. Yeah. And I was like, who's your man? And Dave's like, that's the owner. Get Russell. it done. And he's like, you know, he does everything. Like, yeah. He's so calm. He's just, he's a magician, actually. Yeah. I'm biased because I worked there for a long time. I love it, but it's a fabulous place. Yeah. Like, really. But I suppose then, so like then learning your trade, then you said, you know, going to Mr. S and then cooking over open fires. Uh, like, what, like, is that a difficult to adapt then to kind of that kind of style of cooking then? Like, so we know we kind of talked about it briefly just there, but like, you know, what parts that you'd love of that? And like, you know, would you see yourself cooking open fires again in the future? Yeah, for sure. I think the way I, because I was a little bit nervous about it, um, you know, like I could cook and I could make dishes and stuff, but could I do that over fire? I wasn't too sure. So the way I looked at it, I just looked at it like a heat source um, and then did lots of research books, study uh, Paul, the owner of Mr. S, uh, forced me to practice every day for about six months, every single day. Um, so what would that take? Like you're just coming in and like burning stuff, like just having the crack, much, like very <laughs> much. Well, we'd we'd go to Paul's house. So he had a little green egg. Okay. So we'd go to Paul's house and just it was actually great fun. I have an egg. Would you teach me how to cook an egg? Because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't know if I can manage an egg. Oh. I can manage a big, massive grill. Yeah, there, yeah. Um. And we just practice the whole time and just try out different vegetables, different textures, different flavors. What what takes a real hard burn or hard char? Yeah, what doesn't uh, smoking, cold smoking, hot smoking. It's ma- it's amazing you know. the depth of flavor that can go it's through different things, isn't it? Thing. I'm actually like, well, by the time this comes out, I, I, I've gone and all, but uh, <laughs> yeah, on, on Saturday I'm going to the last ever day of Based. Oh, nice with Andy yeah, Noonan. Yeah. So yeah, so like they they're closing up. No, I haven't heard exactly where they're going yet, but I I I, I have it on good authority that they're going somewhere. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, but they're go- yeah they're closing up there on. Uh, I think it's they're so sad to hear that. That was a good spot. Yeah, them. it's a really good spot, mm. and the advice coffee in the front, and uh, they even had like Charcuterie Shelby's at the back for a while. Yeah. There was a big blue bus out the back for a while. Mm. There was loads of stuff going on, but yeah. 
and uh, John Relihan is uh, is in there doing a bit of cooking. And do you know John? John. He's uh, smoking soul down in oh, Waterford. Yeah. He used, yeah, to, yeah, used yeah. to be head chef in Barbacoa, Jamie okay, Oliver's yeah. restaurant yeah. in Savage. London. But uh, he's there. He's there uh, all weekend as well as the pitmaster or open fire cook, as uh, Andy nice. told me. I should I should yeah, be called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the pitmaster. I remember listening to the to the podcast when Andy was on here. Yeah, yeah, what a guy, by the way. But yeah, yeah and they're uh, they're actually like yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. There's some good DJs mm. in, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there yeah, on Saturday night. That's real nice. But, but I think you just I think you just you learn you know yourself like with anything you do you just learn as you go and yeah. You just keep studying, keep training. Mm. Keep I think it's just, them. I think with uh, open fire cooking, like for me, it's just like, you know, trying not to overcook stuff mm. because like, you know, you just, you just don't know, like, you know, it's very hard to kind of judge things, I think, you know, and it's gas when I hear like Eric Matches and he's just like, you know, he, he's doing the trick with his oh, finger yeah, he's like, yeah. you know, put, he, the way he does it is when you touch your thumb to each finger, it's the uh, it's the softness of the bridge of yeah, your hand yeah, then. Yeah. And it, that I was actually only teaching people that the other day. Yeah. It's, it's not perfect, but it's not bad. Like, it's not a... <laughs> yeah, he was talking about bad. being in the guillotine and like, you know, just, like you know, yeah. you might have like a many orders outside and he's like, you he doesn't, know, does, doesn't know what stakes are on. So he's just like pressing them all. Like yeah, when we're done. But, but uh, it's real cool when you're able to do that, when you're yeah. able to figure that out. Cause oh, it's like, it's proper skill. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 proper. Like, you know. You must get to a stage where you can look at it and just know. Yeah. I just look at the needles. Fuck it, we'll eat it no matter what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, right. So let's let's like you know, let's talk about something that's very passionate to you and very a project that you know is is really amazing. Uh, let's talk about Food for Thought. So Food for Thought is a series of pop up dining events that you've created mm-hmm. that raise money for charities and particularly suicide prevention charities. I know there's something very close to your heart. And can you tell us more about the events and like you have had everyone involved in them yeah. and they're just you know you've I, I I haven't got the figure in my head, but someone had told me the other day and like you know the money that's been raised. Uh, it's quite phenomenal like you know yeah it's uh, well I think Marcus had said uh, it was 70,000 there on a podcast because I'm a big fan of that's banging oh yeah baby Uh, (laughs) it's about 40,000 41,000 that we've raised so far for 3Ts to turn the tide of suicide so uh, yeah it's a little backstory I lost my dad through suicide when I was a kid and I um, was very lucky to have the mother that I have uh, in that she was very good at talking about it all the time never kind of shied away from it or anything like that and it was always something that could be talked about and, and communicated over the dinner table and stuff my mum is big for like having dinner on the dinner table so I'd always want I'd raise money through like uh pop quiz thing when I was like 16 and then and then when I was in Richmond I, I guess things were starting to go well and I just that we were doing the Tuesday tasting actually so that was kind of part of the inspiration so we were doing the Tuesday tasting and, and I uh, said to and it was after we had won the bib so everyone was in good form so I was <laughs> able to get the restaurant for free on a Monday you know Russell just gave it to me and basically the idea is it's a little bit it's a little bit inspired by like Great British Menu as well mm-hmm. you know one chef doing a course each and um, so we did uh, taste menu for 28 people in Richmond just downstairs the first one raised a couple I think 2200 that was for Pieta House yeah and I had I originally had an idea that I would re- use a different charity every time and then uh, so that was amazing and then James Sheridan you know from the canteen yeah I do yeah. actually yeah so wh- when we did the this is a, like a funny story but when we did the the first event I was, like it takes it, it's quite emotional for me when I'm I'm pretty good at talking about it. I'm pretty good I'm pretty chill on the whole thing but when I do the events it takes a bit out of me you know because yeah. it's like it's hard because you get you t- get up and talk afterwards like I remember in Lecker Van doing the speech afterwards I got very upset not upset but emotional during that um, 
so I took a week off after the first event and went to Berlin because a lot of my friends live in Berlin. And while I was in Berlin, I was sitting there and we were having a drink and I got a message from James Sheridan, who I didn't know at the time. I knew of him. Yeah. And I had a, I was a big fan of James because I'd eaten in uh, the canteen when it was in Black Rock, when yeah. it was in where uh, Leah is. Leah is now, yeah. And I had a, it was such, and Mark Mayardi was working there. I think Kieran Sweeney was there as well. I think the three of That's them were That's a team and a half. Like, wow. <laughs> you know? And like, I just, I was blown away by that meal. So I was always a huge fan of him, thought he was incredible. And uh, he sent me a message on Twitter saying, I'd love to get involved if you'd be interested. So, like, I was jumping around because I was such a big fan of James. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, like, I was about 23 or 24 at the time. So it's like, you know, I still do it now, but, yeah. you know, you look up, at, I look up at chefs like Eric Matthews for one. Like, I'm friends with Eric. Now, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, you know, for but a he's long a time, su- but he's a superstar. <laughs> he's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And like loads and like Damien and, and Leah, like yeah, Damien's yeah, superstar. Like, like now, isn't it mad? Know? Like the chefs are superstars in their yeah. own bubbles as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's ma- like and it's mad how I don't think she- I don't think a lot of the chefs realize how how important they are for young chefs. Yeah, like, inspiring. You know, like Gronia for one is like Gronia O'Keefe is yeah for the way she trailblazing she and she's a, she's a couple of years uh, I think she's a couple of years older than me sorry Gronia but like I think she's a couple of years older than <laughs> me. Hey, hold on, she <laughs> makes me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm still cl- clinging to the young chef thing. Yeah, uh, but like someone like Gronia, like I've taken inspiration from Gronia the way mm. she's gone about. It. She was in Piche and then Bastable, Bastable, and, and she was soon Bastable. Yeah, the and then she went head head chef and come Russell House, and then like Boudre, everything that she's done. Like, and I, you know, you kind of see that path, and you're like, ooh, yeah, you know, ooh. there's like there's a career to be made. Here, yeah, you know? I, think, I think I think you know, sitting in a dirty kitchen cooking for the rest of your life. You know, absolutely, I I completely agree with that, and it's something I've kind of talked about recently with a few different people. I think if you're a good young chef in this country now, if you're doing really really good food, yeah. you know, there is opportunities for you outside that traditional. You know, mm-hmm. work your way up. Uh, you know, in the Michelin star spots, like from you know going from for your sure. Sue and up the way. There mm-hmm. is there's people that will get behind you now and will like. You now, obviously, it's not for everyone, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's opportunities at the moment for really good chefs in this country. Absolutely. I think. Absolutely, and I think if you if you get yourself if you're young and you get yourself into um, a good kitchen under a good head chef, I think Eric might have been talking about this, um, but you get under a good head chef like who's still pushing you know because mm-hmm. like there's a f- you know there's a few chefs who are that sit back on, a little bit you know they're getting <laughs> on but I don't blame them you know they yeah, might have yeah, kids yeah. or yeah. whatever and um, they might just chill a bit more they, they don't have the same drive because they've done yeah. it and know? the kitchens kind of run themselves and then the kitchen, when they kind of yeah, when, 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 when you get to that senior honour yeah, level exactly yeah um, but yeah so but anyway I'll go back to food for thought um, they and we we've done I think thirteen or fourteen events. We've done uh, we've like you said I've been I wasn't sure how chefs were going to take to take to it. I wasn't no one knew who I was. I just wanted to do this and meant a lot to me. And I knew, especially uh, like like you know the the industry, especially like say ten years ago, it's gotten so much better. But like ten years ago, the bullying and all the stuff yeah. that, and the mental health, you know, the just the the mental pressure that's on you at all times you know you're only one plate away from being terrible yeah i think that's i think that's uh where fever talk kind of fits in really well with the chefs industry as well because it's such a tough environment for Mm -hmm. chefs and like you said it it is you know it's very cutthroat and you know one mistake can really like change a lot in your career (laughs) you're only as good as your last plate you know so uh and i was really blown away by the support the chefs gave me and you know it's not just me I, i i you know i came up with it or whatever but the but like I've had Luke my business part 
my business one of my business partners Luke is uh, he's worked at every single event uh, he's normally the guy I'm screaming at down the phone when <laughs> something's going wrong before an event and he's just trying to calm me down and uh, Niall, o- uh, Niall O'Connor who's the manager in Leah mm. he's really like my he's really like my partner in crime mm-hmm. in this uh, you know he doesn't like the the stardom yeah. or whatever you don't, know, the, don't put a microphone you know, in front yeah, of me yeah don't but he is a f- fabulous uh like re- like front of house manager waiter whatever you want to call him uh Somalia, whatever it is but yeah. he's unbelievable like i think he's one of the best in the country mm. i'm in on the tent can't wait are you in the yeah, tent? Baby. yeah baby <laughs> won't get, i'm too close and they won't give me a table <laughs> <laughs> i have i have this table booked since may last year oh, oh re- it's been moved them. it's been moved you're four times okay, or something like that yeah. i am devastated Man, i paid for it not <laughs> i reckon i was down there a few weeks ago uh just for a coffee and like they've Jack Leonard in there now, who's the, who was uh, who's a former Euro Dogs Young Chef winner. Oh yeah, I, you know what? Just seen that. Yeah, yeah. He's a fellow. He's a fellow Kill 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 man like myself. Oh yeah. Um, so a lot of love for him, but uh, they like it looks they've stepped it up. Yeah, so, yeah, I believe so. I've heard I've heard a few whispers like that as well. Oh, <laughs> there's two stars. Yeah, yeah, no, this this one's happening. I, I'm the I'm the biggest fan of Leah now, but um, yeah, no, they're. They're they're gonna do some cool stuff this year, I think. As always, we are available from everywhere you would normally get your podcasts, and of course, Headstuff Podcast. We are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and if you would like to support us, you can now do that through Headstuff Plus. So signing up to Headstuff Plus community not only helps your favorite Irish creators do more of what they do best, but you also get a mountain of bonus content for every show on the network, regardless of which show you support. So jump on, help us with like the price of a coffee or the price of a pint and support us through Headstuff Plus while receiving some bonus content. The show we are highlighting this week on the Headstuff Network is Potterooney, in which comedian and actor Joe Rooney chats to actors, musicians, filmmakers and comedians, as well as people with just incredibly interesting stories. This week's episode is a listen back to an interview Joe did with brilliant comic Sean Locke, who tragically passed away this week. So give it a listen. This is the trailer. Hello, Joe Rooney here. Back in 2015, I recorded my first Potter Rooney. And since then, I've been chatting to people that I meet throughout my travels, here and there, all over the world, including Sean Locke, Mary Coughlin, Frank Kelly, Joanne McAnally, Owen Colgan, Shazia Mertza, Aidan Gillen and Kocha Reardon. But loads of people you'd never heard of who have very interesting tales to tell, including the sadly no longer with us Boston-based comedian, Barry Crimmins, who led a crusade against images of child abuse on the internet. Tracy Carroll, whose daughter Willow has the highest grade of cerebral palsy. Drada Homeless Aid. Christine Volsett, a Norwegian singer-documentary maker who ended up hanging out with the young lads in inner city Dublin and riding bareback on a horse through the city streets. All these very interesting tales to tell, and all you have to do is skip the first six minutes of me talking rubbish. That's Pateroni. At the start of the show, we mentioned our local, fresh and tasty sponsor, Hop House 13. So in this section of the podcast, we're going to ask you, what's hopping? We want to celebrate some of the most vibrant and local food experiences in Ireland. And so tell us something you're excited about. Maybe an amazing outdoor dining experience you've had recently, a new launch you've seen, or a project you've been working on. And please remember to drink responsibly. Well, we actually know what's happening. It's Taste of Dublin. Taste Come of Dublin. on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's Taste of Dublin. And actually, Hop House are going to be there. So, right, yeah. It's a beer in fairness, isn't it? It's a great beer yeah, now. It's I'll, a great I'll beer. I'll have one or two yeah, over so, the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you will. I will tell you will. So, it's actually going to be called The Hop House. So, it's, okay. a, it's, a big, uh, it's a big bar at Taste of Dublin this year. Amazing. And it's going to be tunes, tasty pints, 
and uh, I believe an ultimate uh, taste double insta moment because there's going to be a Hop House 30 in Bottle Wall that looks really Alrighty. cool. So yeah, so you and your mates have to get down to the well, Hop they, House. Yeah. Did they, s- did they swap uh, Hop House for uh, Beef and Guinness Donuts? Is there a trade? Ooh. <laughs> Diageo, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look. We'll have to work that one out. But yeah, so get down there. But yeah, so what are you excited about at Taste Dublin this year? That's what I want to know. Uh, I'm I'm actually really excited to see a lot of the chefs on stage uh, doing the demos. Definitely like yeah, the taste theater. Yeah, the taste theater. There's a few. There's a few new people that I don't know if they've done. They're well, myself. I've never done it before. But uh, you know, Grony Mullins. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm looking forward to seeing Eric. Of course, he's a star. So. He's the man. He is the know? man. He's the coolest man in, in the is, country. Yeah, at all. You know what? And he's like that in the kitchen. Like yeah. He, he's, he's, uh, I, I did a few days before Mr. S opened in chapter one. I was going around. It was like what I'm doing now. But yeah. Uh, go around just seeing what's going on. I yeah. was really interested in how That, that how is really work. interesting, isn't it? You were yeah. down at, oh, you were actually down at Alta Summerhouse there a couple weeks ago. I was weeks, doing so, the Alta Summerhouse. I did two days, yeah. Yeah, back, back over the fire, fire, was it? Yeah. No, well, actually, I got, I tell you, you forget. You forget how hot <laughs> that fire is. <laughs> I, I was doing, no, Kevin Burke was, uh, he got married, so he was, um, he was out. So I was like, kind of covering him I think I was covering him Yeah. Uh, so I was doing the oysters and the desserts and stuff Lovely. but at one stage they asked me to like cook the cabbages like, and yeah. it was so hot like, <laughs> I was like wow was this what I used to do every day <laughs> um, but the odds of summer house yeah that's definitely one of the I think have you been down have you I haven't been down I'm booked in for I'm actually booked in for a couple of weeks time but I don't know if I can actually go now because yeah, I'm, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm just I've just released a lot of disco brunches oh yeah <laughs> yeah. we'll have to talk we'll, about we'll that we'll talk about that yeah. the end. we might do a shameless plug in a minute or two but yeah while we're still on taste of yeah still on taste <laughs> yeah no but that, that um, there's some really exciting people on the mm. taste stage this year there's loads of new people actually like you said as well so you just mentioned uh, Grania Mullins um, obviously Marcus Marcus, you know, Marcus is, is on Marcus the stage like, you know, we well that's if he gets back from France how much beef Tartar, do you reckon he's gotten Well, he wanted it. He said last week he wanted to eat a bit different beef tartare every day. But yeah. then I also seen him eating something questionable yesterday. Oh, so. <laughs> was that the kebab? <laughs> it, like, <laughs> I, I, uh, I take some of the time saying it's like some, like, you know, it's like a chipper in some rural town in yeah, Ireland. Yeah. I don't want to say which town. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it looked like to me. It looked kebab, really and, it did. kebab and curry and pizza all yeah. in one, like, yeah. you know. Well, that doesn't sound the worst, actually. Yeah, but when you said French gastronomy is still alive. I so. know, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's the new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, Mar- yeah, Marcus is doing the Marcus is on stage. We actually have a load of ex ex that's banging guests on on as well yeah so uh, like and actually some of my favourite episodes I'm just reading the list of people that are here in front of me but uh, obviously Eric who we just talked about and then uh, so Marie like Aoife Noonan's episode was fantastic I'd say she'll 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 do something amazing on that yeah just like incredible technically technically, like you know yeah, she actually, actually brought us cookies when she was here. Did what did she? you bring me? Uh, I've half a nice coffee here. Half a nice coffee. Oh, I won't yeah. turn it down. <laughs> Times are tough. Uh, and uh, Quanji Chan as well is on stage. Uh, another another recent guy. guest. What a guy, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what else? I have a few things highlighted here that I'm looking forward to. Um, so and a few bits of information because a few people did actually message in saying what's what's the what's the story? A few yeah. different questions that came in, but uh, yeah, regards entertainment. So there is going to be live music, and you can expect the Swing Cats. So Luke Thomas and the Swing Cats, oh, who I love, okay, Luke, yeah. Luke Thomas and Swing Cats, like what a man! He's on the stage, he's making it work, bit of jazz, bit I of moving around. He's really cool. Has he, he, he been was like, a taste before. Um, good question. I I don't know. I presume no, I'm he has. I'm see, terrible at music. I always see with a taste every year. I always seem to kind of just like you know arrive down to the music when Smash Hits come on and just have oh, a dance. Yeah, like. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so you have Luke, Ta- Luke, Luke Thomas and the Swing Cats, uh, Spring Break, Queen. So a few different, few different nice cover bands and stuff like that. 
Uh, and then there's also a food for thought at Taste this year. It's a good name. Fair it's a good like. name. It's, <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. But uh, I, get ta- no. I get tagged like the, or the food for thought Instagram account gets tagged in so many. Yeah, things. I'd imagine so. It's <laughs> yeah. here, come here. It's very. It's it, a place it's, in Galway, I think. That's, that's there's a food for thought in Galway. Or yeah, something. you're you're right. You're and right. I yeah, get yeah. tagged in like photos like brunch gear, and I'm like, that's not. What? <laughs> you just have yeah, to live with it now. It is, yeah, it but is, uh, is. yeah, so that that food for thought stage this year has loads of different stuff going on. So it's all about uh, you know getting the getting back to the roots of restaurants and uh, there's a few different things on so I've seen that the, like, the Gaiety School of Acting are putting on like a bite-sized little play really? yeah yeah right. yeah and then there's all different sorts of things on with tasting masterclasses with like loose cannon uh, station to station loads of different cool things uh, and that Food for Thought is going to be hosted by food writers and creators D. Laffin and Ali Dunworth oh nice, who, nice. Uh, yeah D. La- D. Laffin is one of our head stuff colleagues uh, with Spice Bags podcast nice, of course yeah. D's and a good, good friend of mine she's a uh, big friend of Food for Thought Oh yeah. yeah, oh We're yeah. Working of together on a little thing at the moment. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Ali Dunward, of course, who we love as well. Legend. She's putting together some great stuff at the moment as well. I've actually, well, obviously, she's done the the Ronco thing there recently. Yeah. Uh, I was at basically all of them. Were you, how were they? <laughs> I didn't get down to one. Pardon we me. Great. Kind of like, it's just such a cool little area. Yeah. Like, I mean, lovely vibe. Cocktails paired with each table. T- like, you know, just loads of deadly cocktails. And like, but yeah, no, we we went to Spitalfields and it was really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Declan Maxwell, amazing. Uh, nice. You know, Circa did one there, didn't they? Circa. Did Circa. No, oh, no, they might have done one in Circa, actually. Mm, possibly so. Uh, who yeah. else did I go to? I went to Matsu Ramen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, nice. Whopper Sushi, so Ken Kamatsu. He's doing some really yeah. good stuff. And um, I definitely went to another one. Did Nico Reynolds do one? Nico was supposed to be doing this weekend, but I think he's ill, so he can't do it. Oh, really? So, yes, sure. but so I think he's they have... Cook. They have uh, Nico... Another, another ex-guest in the podcast, uh, but he's actually been replaced by another ex-guest in the podcast, <laughs> Noel Sabongi. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> so Sabongi's so, in there this weekend, yeah. I believe, with the salty buoy. But um, yeah, and who else did I go to? Pickle. 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 Savage. Fantastic. Yeah. That was Pickle. our go-to staff party Pickle. place. Oh, well, of oh. course. <laughs> but Pickle is so good. Like yeah. Pickle is so good. I'm loving the vibe up on Camden Street there at the moment mm-hmm. between like, you know, Hang Dai having Hawker outside, yeah. Mr. S having a few tables outside, mm-hmm. Frank's having tables outside. There's just a really nice buzz, like, you know, before you kind of get down to the more traditional Ryan's and you know Flannery's and all that absolutely cr- madness. speaking of which Mr. S like I left in January but it's it, like it looks very very good really like, yeah I haven't been, I haven't been over bit, to I think it's a little bit more simple there's a little bit less going on but it, I don't know if that's a bad thing I think that's like they're yeah. really smashing it they've got some yeah. good chefs I t- well I think like over lockdown they've done themselves no harm at all mm-hmm. by the quality of like the box meals yeah. and stuff that are going out like mm-hmm. you know like the Bo Sam's so and busy. I got I got I got I got two I got the short rib one time yes. and I can't remember what the other one was. But was like, did you get the Bowser? No, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I got short ripped twice. Did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were good. Like because we we didn't we st- we started straight in after when COVID started. Yeah, started, but like, the, like everything away. came and it was just like, there was just so much going. So it was class, food, like, man. Yeah, the boys are very generous. Class, like, class. Give more food. Give more food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they're good boys. They're but good uh, boys. yeah, so that's what that was food for thought. And then okay, so actually here we go. Here we go. Some food for thought schedule highlights as a, as a Taste of Dublin have shown me. Um, so let's see who we've got on. So we just mentioned Granny Mullins. So there's actually an entrepreneurs uh, an entrepreneurs panel, and it's going to be Granny Mullins from Gra Chocolates, Connor Bacon from Two Savage, and Harry Colley from Harry's Nut Butter. You're going to have to get Granny Mullins. That's on here. an interesting. I know. I know. We're talking about we're talking about going to Galway. Um, maybe like in a couple of episodes yeah. time and maybe going down maybe do a little panel of herself like, oh. like how well has she done oh, since flying. like because she, she was she obviously won the she won the young chef competition that I was in the final of. yeah 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 um, so I hate her for that but yeah and she's uh, also an Ox <laughs> alumni I believe she is yeah mm. I, I actually I think she was pastry chef when I was there yeah and like she's a she's a real good chef. and like she won she won young chef of Ireland as a pastry as a pastry chef yeah yeah, yeah. not e- not insane. easy to do not easy to do and yeah. she like did si- like, I, her dish was actually 
her bit, her chicken, because the main course had to be chicken. Yeah. Um, her chicken was the only bit of the chicken that I got to eat. Kwanji actually was the, he was he was judging or he was like helping us in the final. Yeah, he yeah. Was kind of looking after the chefs, and he just turned around. And he was like, Dan. Go. You're in trouble. <laughs> He's like, go taste that chicken. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And then I saw her like the way she was kind of delivering the food, and she's uh, and then raw chocolates, like stunning stuff, stunning stuff. She's and she's a lovely person, you know. Yeah. She cooked it. We did a young chef finalist food for thought, and like people went wild for her dessert. I think Gillian Neilis wrote about it in the Sunday Business Post, and like people were just like, this is the best dessert I've ever eaten. Wow. It was like a celeriac financier. <laughs> <laughs> like how she was able to make that nice, you know. It's insane. Celery, sugared celery, or something. Yeah, we're coming, coming soon. We will yeah. have grindy ones yeah. on the pod, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm just skimming through some other stuff here. Well, there's actually, well, we have to give this one a shout out. And oh, actually, this actually sounds really good. So this is the evolution and revolution of uh, Irish street food, and this is Saturday at half seven, and it's Eric Matthews, Marcus O'Leary, and James Patrice discussing oh, wow. how the street food scene in Ireland has evolved. Uh, and the revolution and the, the, how street food is revolutionising the world of food in general. So yeah. that's a good one. What time okay. are you on that Saturday? <laughs> oh, you're on Sunday. I'm on Sunday. <laughs> on Sunday. So I'll be there with you with a hot okay. there. Um, okay, let's, well, let's give you... So let's say that again. So Sunday at what time? Sunday at 5. Sunday at 5. And that's on the Taste Theatre stage. So make sure you the get down for Dan theater. Hannigan on that one. Um, let's have a little another look through here. Okay, we'll move on from them. Let's just look at the restaurant lineup. There's some really yeah, good food some there cool this year. Spots, like really hang die are in. Hang die. Hang die. Bahay. Hang die bahay. Um, so then we have like yeah. So then they're like straight away. Bowie, Naughty neighbor. Salty Bui. Uh, Los Chicanos. The tacos have just went in. Oh, is that? So that's Scott? the one. I think that's is the that one. one beside Elliot's. Yeah, the one in front of ah, Elliot's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it? Like, yeah. So they're, they've that's just Scott been announced. Holder, yeah. uh, King Citric out in a hotel doing an oyster bar. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got three twenty ice cream. The porthouse doing tapas. So like you know. Come on, yeah. like we're gonna be What's well. What's the name of the, the Mexican one? Um, okay, let's see if I can get this right. Uh, El Los Chicanos. Los Chicanos. Yeah, Los Chicanos. I used to work with Scott when we when we were in like a band together. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And like he hasn't been around Dublin restaurants, but like the taco game in Dublin is going up, huge, isn't it, man? Yeah, like you know, this like oh, I haven't actually been to Los, Ch- uh, Los Chicanos yet, no. and there's another one out in Malahide as well called El Mil- Milagrano or something. Or maybe no, let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it, right? Let's not ruin it. But it's out beside where um. It's the episode where Puck Burger and Bunga Bunga Pizza is down in the marina. Or Bunga Bunga Pasta, even. Yeah, um, so but I don't really know that. Yeah, so, like, I haven't been out there recently at all. Like, it's only kind of a new pop-up market kind of idea. But uh, really cool. But I believe the tacos are insane. And I believe the tacos there are insane. But right. then if you look around, like, you know, in the last couple of years, there's a few different places that are just giving tacos a go. And they're doing yeah. them so well. Yeah, we did a taco box in Mr. S. Like, it was oh, unreal. And savage. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually. Do you know what? I'm actually getting into uh, Il Silencio next week. Um, so Il Silencio is down. It's called Claridon. It's, so you know where Pablo Cantes is in yes. the lane. Yeah. So El Silencio is above that. Okay. So it's like it's actually a speakeasy. Like yeah, it's a like you know a lot of hot sauces. Uh, hot sauces are the door. You open the door. You go upstairs into like a Mexican oh, tequila bar. Amazing. Yeah, but really? they do. Yeah, yeah. It's really, okay, really cool. Really, really, really yeah. cool. So they, they're probably the best margaritas in Dublin. Like no mess, and then it's a, you, oh, a, they're a big, good game. Margaritas they are serious margaritas, yeah. like serious. I and do then, love margaritas. Oh yeah, like these are these are phenomenal. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not messing. Like these are phenomenal. And uh, yeah, you just get like you know a few different tacos, few different small bits and bobs. Really, really good. Really, really good. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, what were you, where were we even talking about there? We we just we just got <laughs> lost in a world yeah, of tacos. Great, we just right? got lost in a world yeah. of tacos. Where else is doing amazing tacos? I don't know. I don't know. Where else? We should do it. We, we just set up a food truck. Should we just do tacos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> donut tacos. Yeah, oh, donut. My god. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Imagine putting... Imagine putting a donut in it. Okay, let's. I'm going yeah, off. To, I'm, I'm really, I'm really losing it here, aren't I? <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, 
So um, let's see, where are we? Let's see, let's see, where are we? We, we got lost in the world we of tacos. Well, we were still on Taste of Dublin. We so were still on Taste Dublin. Yeah. We've got lost in the world of tacos. Loads going on Taste Dublin. So let's let's. I let's think it's gonna be. A, I think it's gonna be a really amazing thing for everyone to go to after the last like eighteen months of of nothingness, you Abs- know, and just pain and hard times, and then to be able to go to something like Taste where they're like I've been chatting to the guys running it. Uh, we're setting all the different. There's so many people involved, and yeah, set, it must be huge because like I get emails off about seven different people every day, and it's like it's it's just real interesting that there's so many people. But I the amount of effort and the amount of work and the amount of positivity that's going into this from my from the way I've seen and heard of it, it just sounds like everybody is going to love this, and it's going to be a real bright positive note after the last whatever amount of time because yeah. we didn't get the big grill, you know, we didn't get a load of things. So I completely agree, but I also think you know. On the culinary calendar, mm. Taste of Dublin is always a big, massive standout. But I think sure. this year, it's on every calendar because, yeah. you know, we haven't got any other festivals. No. You know, this is the food. This is a food festival, but it's also like the only festival really taking place. Yeah. So, like, fair it, play to them for getting it done. How they've got it done, I, I have no idea. Gardens in the middle of town, you know, it's the middle of town. It, you now it's a huge, massive spot, and yeah. like you know, I've seen there's lots of protocols going in. Loads. You know, loads of protocols loads. going in, and I'm just I'm just looking at a sheet in front of me here now. You're gonna have to enter through. You'll be entering through one exit yeah. and going out the other one, and all that kind of just yeah, carry sure. on. Like we have, we've had to fill out loads of safety things mm. and, and figure out all the safest ways to, to work through it and stuff yeah. uh, they're putting loads into that side of it and yeah of course of course but like obviously obviously everything's be been done yeah and great crack oh come yeah. here like I, I am absolutely buzzing yeah. I'm actually buzzing I'm actually so excited I'm, so, I, I'm there I'm there on Wednesday yeah. like at uh, like at open time as well yeah. so like yeah okay, I'll, I'll be on the first through yeah. the door I had the heebie-jeebies now for the last couple of days because it's going to be a huge amount of prep and a load of work but now I'm just buzzing for it yeah you know? yeah yeah yeah, yeah I suppose fun. like yeah yeah all of a sudden so you're doing be- be a beef Guinness donuts beef Guinness donuts so there's loads of prep going in cauliflower cheese the steaks um, yeah there's me loads but sure so sure. what's a few hours of pain? What's a few hours I mean? of pain? <laughs> what's a few hours yeah. of pain? Okay, let's talk less pain. Let's talk about, right? It's all gone away. We've, we've, we forget about the last two years. Yeah. You can go out, you can do whatever you want, man. Okay. You can do whatever you like. Wow. You can do whatever you like. Stop singing, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> where is, where are you going for a drink? Where you, where's your favorite restaurant in Ireland? Where's your favorite bar? Where is Dan going for his evening out? Well, let me think now. I, like I, well, I just got we we just got a bunny rabbit uh, as a pet <laughs> <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> His name's Larry. Hi, honestly, Larry. Honestly, so we'd have to like put him, you know, get, into, him, into, get him a minder. You know? I actually have a I actually drop El Darcy into a pet hotel there over in Crumlin every <laughs> yeah. now and when I, when I want to go to Belfast yeah, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, we got a pet rabbit, so we get the rabbit looked after, and then definitely Peru and Periwig for a couple of cocktails. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, yeah. You know, they they do mad things and all. Uh, I love the old school pub vibe. Yeah, it's uh, a really cool spot. And I and I I just love the art of like mixology. Yeah, like, you know, making really good drinks is just like so it, and like, you know, you read you read recipes at home at home of making drinks. I have a little bar at yeah, home yeah. and like you know, it makes up doesn't taste the same. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know how. See, this is the thing with like, I don't think I don't think uh mixologists get the proper Definitely credit not. that they deserve because no. it is a not an easy gig like this. No. A mate of mine, Steve Ty, he used to work in like Zico and I know uh, Steve, yeah. Do you know Steve? Yeah. yeah. And uh, like he's phenomenal at it. Like when you see him compared to other people, like when you, and then you see people who are obviously just don't have the experience or yeah. don't not really know what they're doing. It's like mm. totally. But people get in the zone and you can see them and they're you yeah. know they're focused and then you and know how then they l- how they look cool when they're shaking the <laughs> shaking the things. Like I look like I'm yeah mental. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I brought my mum to for, to dinner in Mulberry Garden one time. We both had way too much to drink, and she ended up bar, uh, uh, in the bar shaking. Uh, what, what are they called? Shaking the jug. No. Shaker. <laughs> Shakers, yeah, not shaking the jugs. My mother. <laughs> the shaker. The shaker. Oh, my mum's gonna batter me anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, since she was uh, back with Addy, the barman, the he's a phenomenal one himself. Yeah, uh, Mulberry. But anyway, where would I go? Peru and Periwig definitely for cocktails dinner I mean everybody's saying chapter one like uh, yeah. you know how do you not say chapter one now? like Looks. literally every, I think every person for the last five weeks has said chapter one yeah I know <laughs> do you know where I'd actually love to go because I was actually chatting to one of the boys who was working there it's the old Glen Bar with Sweeney oh yeah yeah, yeah. so up in, um, up in Donegal. Donegal I'd love to try because like we had I, he, Sweeney worked with me for two months in, in Mr. S like he is a phenomenal chef yeah and he's an unbelievable dude like he has like a cloth stuck to his hat he cleans all day long <laughs> and I've really learned a thing or two from him uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah I'd, I'd actually love to get up there try his food um, yeah uh, Marcus said Marcus gives him glowing recommendations mm, as well yeah he's really really amazing like Forrest Marcy I think Grony said this too but like Forrest Marcy was my favourite restaurant in Ireland when he was there yeah. I loved it like I just thought Oh, the whole exp- the whole di- the way you ate the way you dine and stuff so when he was there it was unbelievable what is the, what's the name of the place up in Donegal again Old Glen Bar Old Glen Bar is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think, I think mm. Glen Bar anyway Glen Bar I think it might have old in it before but anyway Glen Bar it's up yeah. there I don't know <laughs> but I was texting one of the boys who was working there he said it was very hard but it was very good he learned yeah. loads so. uh, and then I don't know like pints I'd go to if I could go if I could go for a pint today anywhere in the world I'd be in Kilkill and Burns yeah yeah uh, Back home. They have the best pint of Guinness in Ireland. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I won't hear anything else. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I promise. Interesting. It, it actually won best Guinness in ah, Ireland for yeah, three yeah. years. <laughs> it has plaques, I tell you. Plaques. I give out plaques. <laughs> <laughs> I literally Pay do. Pay 150 for them. <laughs> I literally do. I yeah. gave you one in front of it. I gave you a yeah. trophy. Like. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but definitely burns for a pint of Guinness, yeah. Fab, fab, fab. Okay, let's do it. Right. He's not here, so I'm going to try it, right? <coughs> He's not here. Here we go. This is a little section of podcast we like to call The Devil's Dessert. <laughs> I probably just will actually just use Marcus's voice and edit it yeah, in. I but sure you, you get it. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's hard. I, it's like The I Devil's know. Dessert. That's better. That is better, That's isn't better. it? That is yeah, better. That yeah. is better. I need, I need to just go like, you know. Just hold your nose. Yeah. I need to go more yeah. little Nicky. Than, or, or, no, less little Nicky and more uh, Morpheus. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like the Undertaker. <laughs> But you get the premise. We know what yeah. we're talking about here. We're talking about the devil's dessert. We're talking about our desert island meal, whatever you want to call it. But like you know, we like to give you a little bit. We like to let you run with this one. We like to say you can have it wherever you want. You can have as many courses as you want. It can be as beautiful. You can have it whoever you want with. So yeah, tell us, okay, tell us, Dan Hannigan, what is your devil's dessert? You got, you got to go with the lady for obviously. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'd go starter, greenhouse. Yeah. The Apple foie gras um, parfait yeah. with the apple sorbet and the smoked mm-hmm. eel. Mm-hmm. That is my favourite dish of all time. <laughs> and I, I keep looking at the photos of chapter one and I don't see it. Yeah, where is <laughs> it? Come on! <laughs> I know he had it on every day for like 10 years, but like, come on, man. <laughs> when I go in for dinner, I'm expecting that foie gras <laughs> with the apple. They used to do it sea buckthorns. No, yeah, the one with sea buckthorn mm. was the first one I had. It was unbelievable. So anyway, you go there. I'd probably... Ooh, I love fish, so I'd probably go like San Sebastian. Yeah. Get like the food metropolis. Yeah, just like grill piece of sole with like Basque 
garlic mm. parsley sauce kind of this garlic <sighs> olive oil garlic parsley thing mm. that they do isn't San yeah. Sebastian such like an interesting place? Like you know, isn't there such? I so I find like San Sebastian. There's another couple of places like mm. that in the world where they're just like you know, food meccas. Yeah, just unbelievable. Like where people just go and set up these restaurants yeah. and they're just like unbelievable. Just unbelievable. I think we're getting close to that in Dublin. Yeah, I do. I think Dublin's getting close to it. I think the, the food scene in Dublin is like it's coming it's on leaps and bounds, and like constantly. By this time next year, I know of a lot of places, or I know a lot of people opening places. Yeah, and. Like it looks like it's going to get exciting. Mm. Like you got May. I, I know you guys went. Yeah, to May, we only talked about know. this la- last week, the week before. Like you know, you've got young chefs that warhead chefs mm. in other places. So we talked about. Obviously, we, we were we were at a Granny O'Keefe's May last week. Yeah. Eric Matthews, who we mentioned about five times in this yeah. podcast, yeah. is looking at his own solo venture now. Shay Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. you know that that they're just two stories of uh, of, of many amazing chefs mm-hmm. in this country. Young chefs like yourself, Dan, mm-hmm. that could be up to God knows what you in the next couple of years. You, you know, never know. Know. you never know. There could be something by the end of the year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's banging reveal. We've got another yeah. that's banging reveal. I love it. Yeah, there could be something working on something at the moment. I'm not allowed. I actually asked. Could I told told the guys I was coming on the other day, and uh, I actually asked. Was I allowed to say it? I'm not allowed to say. You're it. allowed. You're allowed to say there's something, but you're not allowed to say what it is. Something, something cool. Something amazing. I'm very excited for. That's crass. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for you. That's really really cool. Thank you. Um, where are we? We're on the devil's desert. Where you yeah. are? Which is we we need Marcus to con- like. See, <laughs> you never you never thought Marcus would be somebody to like keep the control. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- oh, I wouldn't mind. Do you know what it is? Marcus just like I, ca- I, I usually keep control of the pod. Well, Marcus goes off on one, but yeah. like you now, but now that I'm leading the it's pod today, it's all hell break. Hell hell I need someone beside me now. I need another Chris Mellon behind yeah. me, whispering in my ear, That's going, it. "Shut up, <laughs> let it go, let it go, uh, don't yeah. sing." Oh my god, doing again. Um, <laughs> and then devil's dessert, and then dessert. So dessert for devil's dessert. I might go back to the greenhouse for a souffle. Wow! Yeah. Wow! I so we we've started off on Dawson Street. We've had this amazing parfait. Yeah. You know, we've started off there. We've we've been jetted off to San Sebastian for some yeah. amazing seafood. Did, did was there anything in mind that you had for the seafood? Uh, like a grilled piece of. Sole. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm real simple with fish, but I'd love yeah. like sole on the bone or monkfish tail on the bone. But probably yeah. sole. Oh, maybe yeah. throw some lobster on it. Oh, yeah. sure. Why not? Just throw a bit of lobster in there. Maybe I don't know. And we're going prawn pill pill beside it or something. And then we're going in for a souffle by one of the many talented pastry yeah. chefs in the greenhouse. Or, any, or the meat wheel by, uh, by, by Darren, Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh he can meat wheel anything, that man. Oh, man. <laughs> he did one for a food for thought. He did this pink one for food. Like... St- yeah, that's that's the one actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, uh, I love. Yeah. Obviously, the listener can't see this, but I just love that <laughs> your face was like, "Oh yeah, got it, I got it." <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've, I've figured it out. Yeah, yeah, anything by Stan. That's that, did Eric say that too? And Eric, yeah, I think he basically he's said a, anything at all by Stan. Yeah. yeah, he's just or the greenhouse. <laughs> now, now it's the same team. <laughs> now it's the same team. <laughs> they they yeah. mixed the two. Well, they teams, brought so. all. They brought like you know Tara Gartland and yeah. uh, another couple of pastry chef. chefs from from uh, greenhouse to chapter mm-hmm. one now. So. What's happened? Like here, was something we haven't talked about, and yeah. I think it needs to be talked about. Yeah. What's gonna happen to the greenhouse? Uh, so this hasn't been mentioned on that thing yeah. at all, and it's something that like I'm re- I, I actually really interested in it because I have a three hundred voucher for the greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but also as well, you have this restaurant that has two Michelin stars yeah. that has been a leading light in Ireland for many years now. Now, obviously, like you know, Mick was like a lot behind that, but like mm-hmm. as the name, the greenhouse, it was, it was. I thought it was like you know becoming a destination yeah, restaurant. For sure. And sure. they had an amazing team there. Obviously, Mick is gone. He brought a lot of people with him. Mark Mariotto, Mark Mariotti walked away. They have no team there at all, from what I know at the moment. And they, they announced a few weeks ago that they were reopening. Yeah, like um, what have you? Heard, like I, I haven't heard. I actually, yeah, no, I heard the. I heard that like they announced a few weeks ago that they were opening. I heard the other day that that might. I don't know if that's yeah. true, uh, but like, whew, 
You, you know when you know when Alex Ferguson left Man United, <laughs> and he didn't want to be the guy who followed. You want yeah, to be the yeah, guy yeah. who followed. Who's our Moisey? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Like, but what, I what do you don't think? know of a chef that's going to take it's a like that's a. I would love to see it reopen because it's one. Of, it's one of the only restaurants I've consistently gone to every year. Yeah, because it just blew me away yeah. every single time. It was so amazing, and to watch the progression of it. Yeah, you know, when when it opened and it was probably I think Mick would say it, like there's a few too many things on the plate and yeah. or maybe a bit too mad and he's refining it and refining it and refining mm-hmm. it eventually got a star and then eventually got his two stars uh, but what do you think should be like should be their goal should they be just go should they be just going back and like you know opening back up under a new team and hoping to like maybe just keep hold of one star or like what what, what, what what's the, what, what's the vision for Greenhouse jeez oh, uh, thankfully I'm not in that position <laughs> but uh, I don't know like I think if you're going to go for if they want to keep the greenhouse, the what it is, yeah, you know, go. I don't think I don't know. Do you get it? I don't think you get anyone from Ireland. I think you go. You get. A, you, you have go to go abroad. I think mm. so. I don't know. Like maybe not. There's amazing chefs in Ireland. It's just, it's just who, does just anyone want the job? I don't know who has the stones <laughs> to do it. Like you know, uh, yeah. But see, so yeah, you go. I'd say you go. They'll probably go abroad if they were to go. You know, somebody like Jordan ba- uh, Jordan Bailey from yeah, Manchester. That, yeah. that sort of... That, that, came, that came in and was immediately yeah, bang. grab somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, I because... Or else you rebrand. Yeah. But, like, I think, you know, it'd be such a shame to It would be such a shame. A place that took the whole city by storm and is gone now. You know, I hope it's not gone. I hope it's still there. I hope so, too. Yeah. I hope so, too. We just talked about Jordan Bailey there, and I just, I read his name there recently on about tasting. four different things at Taste yeah. this year. So yeah. he, I think he's doing a demo, and, you know, he could be on the food for Tosh stage as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's his first year at Taste as is well. his first year. He's a good yeah. guy, too. Good guy, we yeah. Did a, we did, a as part of the Young Chef competition, by the way, any Young Chef should do the Young Chef competition. Yeah. It's a lot of work. So it's the Euro Talks Young Chef of the year. Yeah. And it goes from about... April, May, up until Novemberish time. So yeah. it's a long, like, if obviously you have to get through this, through, through the stages. But like, it's a, so it's a long process. But we went to Italy, went to Food in the Edge, went to Galway, or went to where else? We go went to Waterford. Did Moriarty win it? Oxford. He yeah, did, but, didn't yeah, he? We're talking about six goes. Through, <laughs> <you know? laughs> I was just thinking, I was thinking, we got a winner on the sh- on the show. We have, we have Moriarty yeah, won. No, it, Moriarty won it definitely, and mm. then sure, he won best young chef. Yeah, well, yeah. Then he so just went. <laughs> he goes, ah, Ireland, no big, eh? Yeah, no, no biggie. Just got Claire Smith <laughs> to be his yeah, mentor. His mentor went, <laughs> went won best in the world. It was like <laughs> me- I'm delighted for him, but um, he's done. He's done, like he's just he's a superstar. He's like he's amazing, he's t- and his TV shows. He's two shows on TV, but they're good. Yeah, they're good. And you know what? It's they're quite different in a way as well. So obviously, like the cook at home one, it's just like you know, he's he, like you know, we talked about but on this. You see how technically excellent. I know, he is. but like he's also like you know, I need to dumb it down yeah. for like not dumb it down. They're the wrong words, but like you know, he goes, your demographic could be like you know, an elderly couple in yeah. in Fermanagh, like yeah. you know. So it's kind of like they're you not know, out the they're not too. they're not yeah exactly like yeah. you know you're not cutting cubes, like, you know? no, but like but I think he he he's he managed to do the to to get the mix of like absolutely super quality cooking. And stuff you can actually do. Huh? Yeah, and then he's on the road again. Yeah. I, I call, you follow him on Instagram. Is he he's just opening up something. I don't know what he's up to. I I I I I That's don't know. Rumor going around. Is there a rumor There's going a around? Rumor going around. Yeah. Is there? Because yeah. I thought he'd go see, to. See, I've been in so many kitchens in the last few weeks. Oh, like, I'm getting see, all the gossip. See, you know? oh, see, I'm not a chef, so I don't know <laughs> these things. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But that, yeah, I because I I would have presumed. Now, like, hopefully he opens something. Yeah. Of course, hopefully he opens something. You yeah. know, like you said, his credentials that we've just talked about. Yeah. World chef of the year. Would he do the greenhouse? Like, oh my god! Whoa! 
What's going on here? No, but that no. That's I, not I'm, that's not the rumor. That's heard. not the rumor. That's not I'm the rumor. I'm heard. just wondering if. Yeah, that's because uh, I know even like Mick was very sound from when he was in the greenhouse because he had all these other projects going on, so he yeah. kind of had a bit of leeway to go do other stuff mm-hmm. and like you know leave and come back and different stuff. For sure. But yeah, no. Hopefully he's opening a restaurant. But I thought he would be going down the TV path more than anything else. So, because like, can I, mean, I would have thought of that, but then like he stayed in the greenhouse, you know, when he yeah. co- when he was doing it, when he was starting his TV stuff. Well, well, I suppose so. if you're that high quality chef, you probably have some sort of like you know addiction to kind of stay yeah, with it, do, like yeah. you know, yeah. Because yeah, like, even we talked about we talked to Kwanji last week or the week before, sorry, and Kwanji like you know he left the Cliff House Hotel mm. in Waterford maybe three four years ago, and he's like, I want to do fine dining again. Yeah. you know, he goes, I'm not allowed. I'm not <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My wife will not allow it, but he goes like, you know, and it was really interesting for him to talk, you know, what I kind of read in between the lines was, I think he wants to do really, really fine dining Asian food. Yeah. That's what I was reading in between the lines. Imagine that. It's so good. Like, it's there's such a market. Well, I don't know if there's such a market, but I think there's like, you know, there's no one else there. No. If you were to to open, you know, Japanese fine dining. Well, obviously there's a Chikoichi in in, 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 uh, Cork. Never been there, but. Never been there either. I heard it's like phenomenal. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that um, the chef there is it Miyazaki? Yeah, he has. Uh, he also has a takeaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Like the, he has the food down in Cork is like phenomenal. Just I was down there a few weeks ago. It's actually it was it's totally different to Dublin. I think you know Dublin. There's a little bit of tension in the air around Dublin. You know, I yeah. think we, I think Taste Dublin's going to help this. You know, oh yeah, get rid of the, we're going to be back. Tension. But uh, there's a little bit of tension around Dublin. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, you know, it's a they've bit done some great jobs. Is it Bishop Street or something like that? And they have all the umbrellas yeah, the whole way down yeah. the middle of it. And, and Goldie Goldie's restaurant down there. Uh, there's a girl called Ashling Dead Chef. Yeah, she's, she's part of. Oh, I think I, I think I might have seen this on um, all the food. Daddy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They. I saw they tweeted about it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, she. I was down there and we had a pint with her after work. After uh, she finished work, and like serious cooking. Yeah. Got a babe. She's 26. She owns the restaurant. She's part owner. Yeah, I was reading about sound, her. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. Uh, loads of spots down in Cork. Like, I've been down Chestnut. If I, yeah, my dream place to go to at the moment, actually. I yeah. haven't mentioned it, but like, Chestnut down in Cork. Yeah, we're ho- like I said, we're hopefully doing the last last couple of episodes of That's Banging yeah. the Season are hopefully going to be on the road. So, okay, uh, okay. You might, well, see, like, you know, you might see me now, and Mar- you know? might see <laughs> Marcus. You're, li- you're see over, you, Marcus. You're over, Marcus. Enjoy your tartar. But yeah, hopefully we'll be popping up in the likes yeah. of maybe Cork and Galway and a yeah, few different that's, places. That's you know, idea. but it's, it, I suppose, like, you know, when we first talked about this, it was like, oh, yeah, we go regional. Then it's like, mm. oh, yeah, we go. Like, who do we interview? There's like 50 people I want to interview. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or 50 yeah. places I want to go to. And it's yeah. like, that's why we're like, you know, oh, we won't reel too much. But yeah, like, uh, we'll hopefully we'll be down that direction okay. in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Dan Hannigan, thank you very much. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. See uh, you taste. Yeah, see you taste. <laughs> so Taste Dublin runs from September the 1st to the 5th. And I believe there's very limited tickets online at the moment. So yeah, grab them now. And uh, yeah, make sure you check out The Naughty Neighbor at Taste of Dublin this that's year. It. Um, so okay here is the shameless plug that we talked about earlier on oh yeah let's hear it come on (laughs) so the other hottest ticket in town is the Dublin Social Disco Brunch Series so Dublin Social have teamed up with Farmer Browns and every Saturday in September we'll see one of Ireland's best DJs spinning tunes while you have a delicious brunch and cocktails tables are in pods of 2, 4 and 6 and tickets are available now from Eventbrite and check out the Dublin Social Instagram have you asked Marcus to do one of the DJ slots no, because I think he's doing. <laughs> I think he's doing his own disco <laughs> brunch. <laughs> Classic. This way he's away, so yeah, I goes, "I'll plug yeah. mine." And then They've when he actually co- fall out, yeah. <laughs> when he comes back now, he's like, "Oh, we're not allowed to plug out now." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually, of course, I want him to do a DJ slot, but I think he has a gig on that weekend that was in. Uh, oh yeah. But no, it looks really good. Farmer Browns. Uh, we're like, there's a new brunch menu. Which one? Which one? Yeah, uh, Conskey. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like, we've 
new brunch menu and it's going to be like Korean fried chicken Benedict, oh, uh, nice. warm apple pie, French toast, like, you know, oh, some really? deadly gear. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadly. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> but, doing yeah. a job, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I am not cooking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I will be standing around and, you know, pointing at stuff. Dan Hannigan, thank you very much. Thanks for Amazing. having me. Amazing. Uh, and thank you to the listener. We are back next week with more tales and adventures of the Irish culinary landscape. And thank you to our wonderful sponsors, Hop House 13. There, what's happening? And where that's banging. Boom! Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Get the facts. Be drink aware and visit drinkaware.ie. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.